Hey guys, welcome back to season four of our podcast. It's been a minute. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe we're already in season four. Yeah, I feel like we have been through a journey for sure. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey and I feel like we've grown Mm -hmm. every season. Yes. So I'm excited for season four. Four, Yeah. I feel like the perspectives in this season are definitely going to be a bit different in the way that we explore things. And we're definitely going to ask for the perspective of people in like a more deeper way yeah like we're still focusing on mental health but we're expanding into like broader topics yes in a sense yeah right and on today's episode we're speaking on navigating post-lockdown so much has happened during covid like we've been under lockdown we are now coming back out of it and it's like it's a lot of strange emotions a lot of cities went from being closed down to all of a sudden being open all over again and i think today it's important to talk about how to navigate that extreme change going from like not seeing anyone to all of a sudden seeing all these people and like there's an anxiety that comes with that. I feel like this is why I love the internet because mm-hmm. I had no idea that something like that would exist, you know? So, like, I already have anxiety and I started feeling weird about, like, everything going on. Obviously, I felt, like, a lot of relief, too, because it's, you know, yeah. like, we're not stuck in our houses anymore. But I also felt a lot of nervousness going back out there and, like, everything that's going on. Um so, like, I found post-lockdown anxiety through, like, social media. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, what is that? And I was like, wait, I think I have yeah, that. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a really cool topic to talk about because there's a lot of people that are going through through this right now. And I think it's important to speak on it because a lot of people either see it as relief, but a lot of people also see it as a lot of fear, you yeah, know? Because, yeah. like, the unknown is scary as hell. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And the quarantine was a very scary time. Like, we went from, like, having to sanitize, wear masks everywhere, um, wearing toilet paper disappeared. (laughs) Like, I feel like everything was just disappearing and, like, everyone was scared about their lives and stuff like that. Right now, we're at a time where, like, there's a vaccine and people are going back to work. And we really want to delve into this topic because I think we can share a lot of good tips that have helped us just in general when we're nervous, overwhelmed, or overthinking. So, yeah, stay tuned. So there's an article that we looked into from emotionmatters.com where they essentially look into what post-lockdown anxiety means. And this could look in, like, in so many different ways. It could be like excessively worrying about the future of life after lockdown. I mean, when we're cooped up inside a home, not doing much, and all of a sudden like there's a lot of expectations that are being brought upon us by like our friends and society as well like i think that's hard to even know where to begin yeah i think it's common symptoms of anxiety already but now we're adding a pandemic to the mixture so that's basically what like post-lockdown anxiety is it's like the fear of the unknown and being worried about what's going to happen next and like we said before so many things happened during lockdown like many people lost their job like there was a lot of financial stresses um people that already suffered from mental health were going through it too you know And so, like, there's just so many different ways in which this is affecting people, and we think it's really important. Mm -hmm. Something else is, like, raising thoughts of, like, what ifs? Like, yeah, life is going back to normal, but, like, who knows what's going to happen next? Like, are we going to go back to another pandemic? Like, are we, is life going to truly really continue back to normal? Like, what are the true changes that are going to happen in society? And it's also, like, the feeling on edge, Mm -hmm. not being able to sleep. Like, these are common symptoms that we try to let, we tend to brush off because we're just like, oh, that's common. Like, that's right, a right, right. Like, who really thinks about that? But, like, if you're, if you're laying down in bed and not being able to sleep because you're extremely scared or worried or you shut down, um, 
this is something to look into. And another thing that is like when I think it's like the extreme of the extremes is when you start to get physical symptoms from it all, like panic attacks, anxiety, like shaky hands, like sweating, increased heart rate. These are all things that like sadly have come out of COVID. Yeah, and I think for for myself, the way that I found out that I was having post-lockdown anxiety was when things started like slowly opening up and I just still had this fear of going outside um, because it's just like, it's something that's new and there's so many opinions out there that you just don't know what to believe. And like my family's dramatic. So like there's just so many things that happened. And so I had seen a post about what post-lockdown anxiety is. And I was like, oh my God, I feel that. And I yeah. feel like now that it's August, I feel it even more because there's so much ahead. I think about it from my perspective and I'm thinking there's so much ahead for me right now. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get a job and mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like. And the commute's going to be different. And like the interactions will be different. I've always worked with people. So like, I don't know yeah. what that will be like in the future. And things like that scare me. Mm-hmm a lot yeah no for sure and i feel you on that because i started working end of may beginning of june and like the first three weeks i hated it i was scared all the time i didn't know if i wanted to be there because like you're i'm working with people i didn't i didn't know if i felt safe and it's not that it wasn't safe it's just like there's that again that what if like you never know anything could happen and it's just also like a change in general like having going from like just being at home all the time to all of a sudden like being around people and having to like put in your emotional energy out there yeah like actually fucking work like that get it's exhausting and you know what's something else that i over that i think about too i'm an overthinker <laughs> so <laughs> so sometimes i'm like when i'm walking down the street or something like if you say if you see someone you know i'm like how do you say hi like do you yeah, hug do you know yeah. even though there's a vaccine like there's just so many things that you can still get and like I don't know, it's just a weird time. Like, you don't want to be rude when you see people because you, like, have good intent, but then also, like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. (laughs) For anyone experiencing post-lockdown anxiety, we have gathered some tips from multiple sites to help you cope with this new chapter. One of the first tips that I think is very important is to practice mindfulness, not only towards, like, our surroundings, but ourselves, too, to make sure that we take care of ourselves, take a break, take a step back. Uh, something that's been really helpful for me was creating a routine and ensuring that that routine stays consistent regardless of what changes are happening because like something needs to ground you like something needs to keep you focused and keep you not anxious (laughs) you know i agree and i think like having a routine or a ritual that you have in the morning is really important only because like you said that gives you some sort of control Mm -hmm. like you don't have control throughout the rest of your day but there are things that you can do in your home that you know that you control that. Like, yeah. So like exercising right, or taking right, deep breaths, right. like you can control doing that for like three to five minutes mm-hmm. in a day. Um, and that honestly, that has helped me a lot. I think meditation is like something that I'm so focusing so much on right now because it has truly helped me in ways that I couldn't even think about, mm-hmm. like practicing gratitude too. Like I just feel like things can happen in my life and I know I'm going to be okay. Yes. Because I'm so grateful for just being alive. No, yes. that in itself is a blessing. It sounds really corny and I'm going to cry. It's not corny, no. But it's so true. true. No, no, for sure. Gratitude and just generally being appreciative of what you do have is like, is what makes a difference from being like a negative to a positive person. Like, because we can easily choose to focus on the things that are going wrong, but to choose to actively choose to focus on things that are going right that takes a lot of effort and yeah. it's powerful 
And then once you see that growth, like mm-hmm. where things don't bother you as much anymore, yeah. you're like, wow, I've changed or I've grown as a person. With post-lockdown anxiety, it's really important to remember like the people that you have around you, like the things that you know are secure within yourself, mm-hmm. like the way that you take care of yourself, that's going to help you a lot when you're in an environment that you feel uncomfortable. Because if you feel comfortable with yourself, then things will slowly start to ease and you won't feel so anxious or nervous when you're like around people. That's something that I personally had to learn because like it just reminds me of like being 18 or 19 and like going out and stuff like that. And even though you would go out with a group of friends, even if you're in a setting, sometimes you guys break apart, people yeah, are going to the bathroom yeah, and there are times yeah. where you're going to be alone. No, yeah. And it's so easy to just be on your phone while you're mm-hmm. waiting for your friend and like being anxious. I've been that person. Same. But I'm at a point in my life now where I'm just like, whatever, like, I'm just going to be vibing to the yeah, music right, until yeah, someone comes back. back. And it's okay to be alone. It's normal to be with yourself. Like, it's it's great. I feel like that's another topic we definitely have to touch on, like the fear of being alone. It's important to be alone. <laughs> and the second tip is to pace yourself. When it comes to reconnecting with friends or family, um, if you're feeling pressure, take a step back, analyze that. Um, and just communicate let them know how you're feeling like you're not comfortable to go outside Mm -hmm. yet like there's too much pressure for you right now and you want to take things step by step before you i guess see them in a sense yeah when things were opening up it was more of like oh my god restaurants and all these things you can finally do this yeah but it's weird because thinking back it's like that was already normal you know like going out with friends and family that was already normal but because for an extended year that was taken away like we're human beings we adapt to the environment you know so it just became weird to like go out again and although some people were really excited to go out um it can be very like nerve-wracking to be in a new space and not know what's going on Mm -hmm. you know especially since you gotta take your temperature and like there's so many steps before you enter a place so definitely make sure to speak up and let them know how you feel um, you can always reschedule. You should never feel bad for rescheduling if it has to do with your mental health because Absolutely. that's really important. Absolutely. And I think the third step is to always remember to step back from the media. Um, I think the news, uh, social media in general, Instagram, Facebook, they are things that are always going to be promoting like extreme news, insane news. And I think those are the things that exactly cause anxiety because it's like it makes you focus on all the shitty things that are happening in the world. And that's like to get back to the whole being positive thing, things like that do not help you be positive. Yeah. And it's also like a constant reminder, like I understand shit is going on in the world, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be reminded every, every couple yep. seconds of my life, you know? I'm an overthinker, so like me having to see something nonstop, I will see it in my sleep, I will see it walking, I will hear it even if I'm listening to mm-hmm. music. So like listening to a lot of media, a lot of it is their opinion too, you know, because they're trying to make it popular, they're trying to get ratings, and that's something that we have to think about now because like it's not just what you see, yeah. and we have another episode coming. Yes. and we'll speak about that but yeah definitely limiting your media you don't have to turn everything off and like go full cold turkey and never listen to anything again (laughs) but definitely taking some time and some breaks in between um for yourself so that you don't go mentally insane yes yes and the fourth tip is to create balance between work and your personal life um and i think this is something that's really important because a lot of people are working from home now um and my sister works from home now and i see what the environment is up close and personal and it's really important for you to understand where you are in your life mentally and emotionally 
Because, girl, did you know that I had no idea that you could call out for, like, needing an emotional... What is it? Like, yeah. a, a mental health day? I'm literally taking one next week. I did not know yeah. that existed. Yeah, no, it's a thing now. Take advantage, guys. Like, fuck, it is very important. And your employer cannot say no. Yeah. And maybe because I worked in retail for a long time, or, like... I always felt guilty for calling out, but don't get me wrong, I would call out. Like, it would be eating at me throughout the day because I'm like, damn, like, did this, you know? But it's definitely important. But there were definitely times where I was so mentally exhausted mm-hmm. that I could not show up to work. Yeah. Like, I didn't have it in me. Like, I would try and I just couldn't, and I would just take the day off. But I, then I would just lie about it, you know? Yeah. I would make up some stupid excuse as to why. But I never knew that a mental health day is an actual, like, like an actual reason for you to call out and obviously like me hearing myself like it makes sense it's your mental health like how can you function without having some type of clarity within yourself or some peace of mind Mm -hmm. and if you're working from home please keep that in mind if you need a day off you should definitely be speaking to your manager or your boss and letting them know how you feel if you have anxiety and some things you feel overworked or overwhelmed or you you have too much on your plate you need to speak about that because the more that you put it off the less and less your boss or your manager will notice. Yes. And they'll just keep on piling up work. Mm-hmm. So I think when people don't take breaks during their lunch break and they just go straight through work, like that becomes a habit yeah. where like the people around you that you work with, like they end up understanding that you're okay with like not having a lunch break. And so they'll right. know that you'll put in more hours. And that's that in itself can be really toxic, you know? So just speak up. If you need a break, let them know that you need one. Um, also, for people like myself who are currently unemployed, hi. <laughs> Just keep pushing. Make sure that you're applying to jobs. Know that everything's going to be okay because yeah. you're putting in the effort. It's not like you're sitting home, not applying, right. looking for a job. You're putting in the work, so it will happen. Just continue creating routines for yourself and take things step by step at your pace. And just, I just quickly wanted to talk about... Um, the working from home and having to call out, I feel like it's harder for a lot of people to do that because there's not a boundary there. Like you're in your house and you're working. And I feel like that's the perfect recipe for people to overwork because employers think, oh, they're comfortable at home. They don't really need to take a mental health break. They're already like relaxing. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I feel like people right now, if anything, are being more efficient because they're glued so in a comfortable space. Yeah, I definitely, like, I agree on that. And I also think, like, with working from home, yeah. aside from being home, taking a mental health break, like, yeah. I saw this post on Instagram where it said, like, you shouldn't feel bad for taking a mental health day because it's not like you're sitting around, like, kicking with yourself, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, like, you're mentally exhausted to the point where you can't function properly. Mm-hmm. And that should be enough for you to be able to have a day off. Facts. The last tip is always something that we recommend and is to seek support and seek therapy. Uh, It's statistically been said that uh, about 30% of Americans have gone to therapy during the pandemic. And it has been stated that 86% have been like positively influenced by uh, therapy. So please seek help if you need it. A person that has a neutral perspective that doesn't know anything about your life could definitely see things that you don't necessarily see within yourself. To add on to that, I'm also looking into therapy Mm -hmm. as well. Um, check with your health insurances because you might be able to find um, a therapist with a very low copay or completely free within your insurance. Like right now, I'm looking into a therapist, but I'm looking, I'm looking for at least to have three in mind because you know, like if you don't like a therapist that you hired, 
you can always just get another one. Yes. Don't feel inclined that you have to continue because you already started a conversation mm-hmm. with them. So for myself, I'm looking into having at least three yeah. and seeing which one would be the best. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to look into my insurance because nice. I know that therapy can be extremely mm-hmm. expensive and it's unfortunate that it has to be such a high amount for yeah. you to get some help. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and also, like Jaylene said, if you don't connect with a therapist, like, feel free to let them go. Um, if you're talking to a therapist and you feel like you understand something more than they do or they're not listening to you or they're talking about themselves instead of talking about your situation, like, those are telltale signs that you need to definitely look for someone else. So we're getting to the end of the episode. And just to quickly summarize, always remember to, one, practice mindfulness. Uh, two, pace yourself. Three, limit your social media intake or media in general. Yes. Four, create balance between work and personal life. And five, seek support and consider therapy. So thank you guys for listening and see you next time. Bye, guys.